Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans for fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. All right, Brewer fans, are you ready for the 2019 baseball season? We at the Brewer Crew Review sure are. This is episode number 59, and with me today is Vincent Scott. Hey, fellas. Hey, happy opening day. Sort of. Yes, the winter is finally over and baseball's here and another great season is on the way for the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, I guess, um, obviously, the Brewers um, obviously might not quite be over yet as we're still looking to possibly sign our key free agent or maybe two, who knows, but uh, um I think it's been a pretty successful offseason overall, and we've added to our stellar lineup by adding in Yes Money Cross Grandal at the catcher position. Um, and I think our lineup is pretty stacked top to bottom. We've got a couple of uh, kind of revamped rotation with three young guns in it, and uh, our bullpen was a strength last year, and hopefully it can be again this year. But uh, there's some ominous signs at the end of the year. We're going to get over all that in this episode, but. Uh, but we're going to start off now with our season predictions for 2019. I don't know which of the fellas want to go first, but uh, I guess we'll just start a uh, picture of number of Brewer wins this year. Are we going around the horn? or uh... Sure, Scott, start us off. All right. Um, and I think I am going to post these to Twitter just as a prediction so we can hopefully see who's right. I'm a little bit concerned with uh, the bullpen right now and the injuries, but with that in mind, I'm still going to give us 90 wins. That's my prediction. We might have lost Vince. And not only that, but I haven't heard Chad yet either. Chad predicted 112 wins for the Brewers this year. That includes all the playoffs victories that he said so I don't know what that means but he did say that he will be expecting the reverse to hoist the trophy at the end of the year so I'm not sure exactly what that means either but hopefully it means the World uh, Series trophy so thanks for sending that along via text Chad um, alright well we're going to have to wait for Vince to chime back in um <laughs> We'll just, we'll just keep going back and forth, and then we'll just bombard Vince as soon as he comes back and just be like, okay, answer all these questions. Okay, so I'll do mine then, I guess. All right. Um, well, let's just – I'll do my uh, season one, and when he comes back in, we'll go over uh, his division. Okay. So that's a – 90 wins is nice, Scott. I actually think we're going to exceed that. Um I'm going to predict that the Milwaukee Brewers will win 93 games in 2019, and that's that's probably more than I predicted last year. Um, so, yeah, I'm on board with. Wow, nice. The Brewers plan, thanks to our great owner Mark Antonasso, who has opened up his pocketbook this off season. Our outstanding GM, who apparently knows much more than we do, and also. Our unbelievable in-game manager, Craig Council. I mean, I think those are really the keys that make this machine go. We obviously have the talent and the players in place as well. But uh, I'm really thinking optimistic for this year. 
And, uh, you know, I still think there's a lot of naysayers. And, and all throughout the playoffs, last year there were a lot of fans on, on baseball and commentators on television and everything. People think that they're experts in baseball. But really um, did not believe in what the Brewers were, were doing and thought that they could get as far as they did with their um, their, their rotation members and, and how often they use their bullpen and all that stuff. But, I mean, I think one of the keys is obviously Christian Yelich and MVP season, especially in the down, uh, down the stretch. But um, but overall, I just think we were really built um, in a wise way. And and lots of things, a lot of people deserve credit. I think one of the hugest losses this, this season would probably be our pitching coach, Derek Johnson, who um, unfortunately went over and is now the coach for the pitching coach for our division rival, Cincinnati Reds. He finally does get to work with Sonny Sun Gray, who they um, traded for. So, um, good luck yeah. to them, but not too much luck. But, uh, I, I mean, I, I think the Brewers will be okay in that department and still thinking very positively going into 2019. So, um, I guess, Scott, uh, let's go around uh, and do kind of our divisions. If you want me to start off on these, or, um, my prediction order finishes. I tell you, I thought, let's start with the AL East. Um, and we'll, we'll eventually end up with an NL Central all the way around. Um, so the, the five teams in the you know, East, the prediction order finish, I've got I've got the Indians winning that division once again. Um, the Twins, I've got in second place. So I don't know how they're making the playoffs. So White Sox must improve in third. Tigers still spinning the wheels in fourth. And the Royals are pretty terrible. Um, and then last. So what are your thoughts on the, on the AL Central, Scott? Uh, pretty good. We're pretty close. Um, I would go with the Indians running away with that division. Um, the Twins in second. I would also go with the White Sox in third. They have a lot of good young talent. Um, then I'm going to pick the Royals, and then rounding it out at the bottom, I will put the Tigers. Yeah, the Tigers just did uh, lose their best pitcher, Michael Fulmer, out for the season due to injury. So, yeah, yeah they're not, the, the rotation is really pretty, pretty terrible. Um, okay, let's uh, – I think I had said we were starting with uh, – we actually started with AL Central. Let's do AL East next. Um, well, I believe – in a surprise, I actually think the Yankees are going to win that division, uh, followed by the wild card winning Red Sox uh, in second place um, for this season. Um, the Rays in third once again. I've got the Blue Jays in fourth place. And the Orioles, who were historically bad last year, will just be only laughably bad this year, but also in last place in the East. Yeah, it's hard for me to pick this division because, um, I mean, this is just one of those divisions that just, it just doesn't get a lot of attention. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. No, it's um, obviously Yankees, Red Sox. That's all anybody ever talks about. It makes me sick. So I'm going to give it to um, – I'm I'll actually – I'm going to say Boston. Um, probably thinking – I don't know. I, I'll say Boston just barely edging the Yankees. And then uh, we're the same after that. Rays, Jays, and ugh, Orioles. Wow, they're going to be bad. All right, that brings us to the AL West. Um, it's an interesting division this year. Some teams going up, some teams going down. But I believe the returning champs will still be the uh, Houston Astros of the AL West. 
uh, pretty strong lineup top to bottom. They just resigned uh, or extended, I should say, Justin Ver, uh, Verlander. Three additional years, he still seems to really be a great ace, and they've got Garrett Cole still for one more year, I believe. So uh, they're in a really good position, I think, and there's a possibility, in my opinion, that they might even bring Dallas Heichel back here uh, if they can get him at a reasonable one-year rate or something. But um, so I see them in first, second place. I'm going to pick the Angels, and I'm going to pick them as the second wildcard team this year. I think, you know, obviously Mike Trout big off-season news of his massive extension. Um, he's the best player on the planet, and I think when Shohei Atani comes back, he's going to be you know, a key member in the middle of their lineup. I see some aging players, but I think they, they, they have made some improvements in rotation, and that like Tyler Spiggs had a good year in rotation, and even Matt Harvey was like his signing, and we'll see. I, I think that they're going to make some noise. In second place and third place, we got the Mariners, who – uh, our trading machine, and they made some interesting offseason moves and what have you. And they got rid of Robinson Cano's contract, which I think was wise. And overall, I think they're set up for the future, but not this year. Third place, so fourth place, the Oakland A's. Um, I think that they did not properly adjust, uh, adjust the rotation and address some youth, young pitchers uh, this season and break them in. I think it'll be kind of a long season for them. Fourth place, and the Rangers are still pretty bad. Their last place win this year. Scott, you're L West. All right. Uh, well, we're a little different once again, but um, I'm going to go with uh, Houston again at the top, so we align there. Um, the Angels are a good pick, but I'm actually I'm, I'm going to put the A's in the second spot here. The A's remind me of a lot of the Brewers, maybe because they're the small market underdog that I love to root for. Um, and maybe it's because, you know, we take these kind of different approaches and get the most out of our rotation and bullpen. And I, I think that they're trying to do that this year. And I hope it works out for them. Uh, then I'll go with the Angels and then the Mariners and Rangers. All righty. Um... Let's uh, go over to the NL, and we'll start with the NL East. Um, I'm going to say that uh, the Washington Nationals will actually have a better year this year without Bryce Harper, and uh, obviously he's a player like Patrick Corbin, the awesome signing, and I think they've improved uh, their team, and I think other players, like younger players, will look to continue to improve, like Trey Turner. Uh, I see them as first-place team. The Phillies, I put in second and obviously they've got quite a, quite a lineup adding Harper to it and third place the Braves I don't think had the greatest offseason um, they did sign Josh Donaldson but I'm not sure if that's really enough for their offense um, but I'm going to put them in third place I think they're going to you know break in quite a few young pitchers this year and it's not always a recipe for our success but they've got some good ones on the way uh, fourth place I've got the Mets who really change over a lot of their lineup and whatnot, and they still have some great pitchers, but uh, I don't know, things just don't, don't usually gel for them. Uh, I see that happening on this year. And the Marlins are in last place, and if they finish anywhere other than last, I would be shocked. But uh, anyway, uh, they're going to look to rebuild for sure under new ownership. Uh, so that's my NL East. All right. Well, um, I, I think we would probably at least both agree that um, this division as well as the NL Central are going to be the most exciting for who's going to uh, run away with it. I guess other people say the ALEs too, but um, 
other than that, I think the other three divisions are uh, pretty close to runaways. Uh, but I'm going to say that the Phillies are going to win that division. I just think that the Phillies are kind of in that sort of go-for-it mode. I think they're probably maybe a little bit more willing to get those extra acquisitions at the trade deadline to put them over the top. Um, I will then put the Nationals, then the Braves, and then the Mets, and then finally the Marlins. The Mets, I, I don't know. Like, I, I have a feeling that until they make the playoffs, like, I just can't predict them to make the playoffs because I mean, they have so much talent on the pitching end, but it just seems like every year they get snake bitten by injuries and uh, they just can't put it together. Yeah, I think they've got young first baseman uh, Peter Alonso. I think if he he can make a huge impact for them once he does uh, get the call of the majors, um, and I think he could be a difference maker. It really shoots them up those division standings for the next couple of years. But especially while they still have Degrom and Syndergaard under control, I think that their window they've got to do is what they can to get to the playoffs. But I just don't think they did it this off season. So. Uh, moving over to the NL West, um, we've got, let's see, I think this overall division has been really strong the last couple of years. Um, obviously, both Dodgers and Rockies made it uh, in the playoffs last year, and the Brewers faced both of them. Um, this year, I am going to pick the Dodgers and win the division again. Um, I was kind of surprised that they did not, they were not in on the Harper uh, sweepstakes, so to speak, because I thought they really cleared some money by trading Yasiel Puig and Matt Kemp, uh, I really thought they were going to make a run at that, but instead they signed A.J. Pollock. And, uh, but they've got some injury concerns with their ace, Kershaw, throughout the year. I'm this time, but I think they'll, they'll weather the storm in a kind of weak division. They're, they're first place in the year. Second place, once uh, I've got the Rockies again. Um, and then third place will be kind of my surprise team. It'll be the Padres. Obviously, they made a big signing in Machado, but I think overall some of their young pitchers are going to come through for them and have good seasons. And the rest of the division is pretty sad. I'll put the Giants in fourth, and unfortunately, a team I like, the Diamondbacks, and dead last, and they made a terrible trade by giving away their franchise player. I'm calling also to the St. Louis Cardinals for a bunch of crap, um, and the Cardinals just re-signed them, and I'm not too happy about it. So anyway... Um, but, uh, yeah, they're dead last, so that'll be my NOS, Scott. All right. Well, I'm going to say that the Dodgers also win. I mean, yeah, they have, they've had a few injuries already, but, um, I mean, they have, like, what, I don't know, 10 starters, so they should be fine. Uh, I will also say the Rockies, and then after that, uh, your surprise pick, I thought it was going to be my surprise pick. I was going to pick the Padres third. Uh, but then uh, I flip-flopped the last two. I have the Diamondbacks fourth and the Giants with newly acquired Eric Kratz, but they will still finish last. Oh, man. Okay. Um, that brings us to the final division, NL Central. Do you prefer to go first, Scott, or do you want me to again? Um, I don't know. You've been doing such a great job. I say just roll with it. All right. Well, I'm going to pick the Brewers first. Yes! Awesome! It's a great pick. Yep. Um, followed by the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, fortunately, I have them getting one of the two wild cards. The Cubs, I'm putting in third. I literally almost put them in fourth. I think they've had a 
terrible offseason, really did nothing to improve their team, in my opinion. Their pulpin's just a wreck. Um, they're really counting on some players to bounce back, namely Lee Darvish and even Chris Bryant from bad injury plague seasons. And uh, they just sent Ian Happ to the minor leagues. I, I just don't think some of these guys, I think we're going to, they thought we're going to be stars like. Kyle Schwarber just are more platoon options. They're not even that good players. Um, I think they're going to have kind of a, another terrible – I mean, not terrible season. I pick them for third. They're not going to make the playoffs. Fourth place, the Reds, I think, will make big strides. And I think they could even finish in third ahead of Cubs. I think for them to make the playoffs would be a huge surprise. Um, but with Derek Johnson, their pitching coach, and basically a brand-new rotation, basically top to bottom, um, I, I think they could surprise. I mean, Joey Votto's getting up there in age, but they did acquire some decent hitters. They've got some good prospects coming up. They could be – they're definitely a wild-card team. And sorry to not to use that term, not an actual wild-card team, but um, a team that dark could just – Dark horse candidate? You know, dark horse team, yeah, there we go. Uh, and then the Pirates, unfortunately. Um, I don't think they're going to be like a terrible team that for sure is set for last, but – I just don't think they're in such a tough division. I, I think if they were in the NL West, they could possibly even finish second. But in our division, I think that they're kind of – they're going to have a tough goal of it. And uh, they've got – yeah, I think they're picking them last. So, all right. Scott? All right. Well, um, this isn't going to be very exciting. But um, let's see. I do have the division winner – same as last year. You're Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, then I do have uh, the Cardinals in second. I have the Cubs in third for many of the reasons that you just gave. Um, the Reds, I completely agree. I really want to see what Derek Johnson is going to do with that staff. Um, he's got a lot of young, raw talent there, and it's just going to be a matter of seeing what he can get out of them. And then the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, um, I will say this. Top to bottom, this is the strongest division, I think. There's not, like, there's not one bad team in this division this year. And I don't think you could say that about any other division. So top to bottom, this is going to be a real tough division. We're not going to be able to beat up on anybody. And because of that, um, it's going to make uh, getting into the wild card for some of the – like having a wild card out of this division, it's going to make it much more difficult. So – Hopefully that doesn't come back to bite us, but yeah, it's it's a rough rough division this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, well, I guess should we go ahead and say who, who we think our playoff teams will be in each each um, in each uh, conference? I guess American League and the National League. I think I already mentioned, obviously, the playoff teams will be the Indians, Yankees, and Nationals, division winners. I've got that. Red Sox and Angels with a wild card. And to emerge in the World Series, I think really the best team in that league is the Yale's and the Astros as a representative in the World Series. And over uh, in the NL, Brewers, Nats, and Dodgers, division winners, Cardinals, Phillies, the wild card game. Um, I'm going to pick a Nationals, Astros, World Series. Um, more helping covers, but uh, that's just my gut. 
and I'll put the Nationals to beat the Astros as my prediction in the World Series. Wow, you should put money down in Vegas right now for the Nationals to win it all because I feel like that would get a pretty significant payday. I mean, not saying that the Nationals are bad. I just don't think there's a lot of people betting on them now that Bryce Harper left. They just think that, oh, this is the team that's going to, you know, really slump now. But, um, man, they got some really good pitching. They still have some great hitting. I mean, they could absolutely do it. Um, Won't be my pick, but it's a good pick. Okay. What are your picks, Scott? All right, let's see here. See, this is the problem when you don't write this stuff down. I'm going to, like, wind up going through here, and you'll be like, hey, you just picked four wild cards or something like that. So I'm going to try to – Well, no, your division, your division winners were the Indians, the Red Sox, the Astros, and the AL. Um, so, yeah, it's just your wild cards. Okay, so in the AL, my wild card will be the Yankees and – I'll say the Yankees and the Twins. How's that? There we go. Nice. <laughs> and, um, and what do you think will be the rep in the World Series for the American League this year? All right. I'm going to – this might be more with my heart than with my head, but I'm going to say Cleveland Indians. Nice. All right. And over in the National League, you did pick the Brewers, Phillies, and Dodgers as your um, division winner, so they're in the playoffs. And your wild cards. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Cardinals and Rockies. And okay. hmm, this is a tough one. Ah, I hate to say it. I think the Dodgers are going to find a way to sneak back into the World Series. Dodgers versus Indians World Series, Scott has. And... I'm going to pick the Indians winning it all. All right, awesome. Their fan base has definitely been waiting for that one, and we'd be happy to hear that. They do have an unbelievable top to bottom starting rotation. I think that. Uh, I think their bullpen is more middle of the pack, uh, decent but not great. Um, their lineup, obviously MVP candidate Francisco Lindor should be back fairly early in the season, and another kind of MVP candidate Jose Ramirez. Even the two of them, I think, you know, round out a great lineup. But um, the rest, I, um, yeah, we should see. I think the rest of the guys could click. One of my favorite Indians is actually uh, Greg Allen, who. Um, is their possible third or fourth outfielder, but really has lost speed, knows that game base. Look for him to possibly you know, hit toward the top of their lineup. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think it's a good pick. Um, Indians definitely are too. So, um, all right, well, let's move on to talking about some Brewer talk. Uh, we'll, we'll wait for, for Vince to sign back and we'll add in his picks or possibly even just post them on Twitter, um, all of his predictions as far as the playoff predictions and whatnot. And total Brewer wins, we'll post that for you. But, um, all right, let's move on to just talking about some Brewers before the end of this episode, Scott. Uh, first of all, the big news this week coming down 
Corey Knabel had to leave a ring training start, had to get an MRI. There is a UCL damage. It's not a full tear, which is not going to possibly require, not possibly require Tommy John surgery. He could fix through it. He could, uh, the bottom line is he's going to be out a while. It could be the whole year. It could be a month. It could be uh, somewhere in between. Um, but I think the trickle-down effects would really, you know, ripple our bullpen and uh, create some problems. Um, so, of course, with that rumor kind of happening at the same time was to talk to the Brewers were interested in Craig Kimbrell, who's still a free agent. Um, whether or not he would still require a multi-year deal, um, as he started the offseason asking for six years, it's hard for me to believe he'd take less than three or two, but uh, at this point, uh, he may have to, I mean, the season's starting, uh, so it's maybe even have to one to do. I don't know, but what are your overall thoughts, Scott, on the whole Knable, uh situation and the Kimbrell rumors? What do you think will happen and what do you think should happen uh, as far as if the Brewers should panic, so to speak? Um, or even if they, you know, if it wasn't for the Knable injury, they should have added Kimbrell anyway uh, to just strengthen a, a strength, so to speak. Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, I got a lot of thoughts. I'm going to lead off with this, though. Um, we actually we asked our Twitter followers if uh, they felt like Kimbrel was going to end up in a brewery uniform, and maybe there was a, just a little bit of optimistic hometown voting, but 62% of them actually said they thought we were going to sign Kimbrel. Um, I am not among that 62%. I don't think that we will. Um, not to say it's not a bad thing, but I just think that his asking price is so high that we're so far apart. Um, and as I just, I don't see Stearns as the type of GM that's going to be uh, making like a, a, a rash decision like, um, like that based or a snap decision based off of uh, the injuries to our pen right now. Having said that, this is a team whose strength is our bullpen we built this team on the strength of our bullpen. Our starting rotation does not have an ace because of the strength of our bullpen. And when you look at it now, suddenly, let's not forget about Bobby Wall, who was I actually thought was going to be like our unsung hero going into the year. And uh, he's going to have to wait till next year because he's, he's out for the year already. Uh, Jimmy Nelson had, I think they just called it arm fatigue. So um, he's, he's not ready either, and he was going to be in the bullpen for at least for a while. Uh, Jeffers, we still don't know what's going on with him. He's going to be out for a while. And now we have Knable, who's definitely going to be out for a while. I mean, that's half your pen right there. So, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pretty significant. I, we did a post that said, who's going to be the closer this year? Is it going to be Jeffers? Is it going to be Knable? Well, Opening day, it's going to be neither because nobody's available. Um, it's Josh Hader and a bunch of other guys. So having said that, uh, I really hope uh, this was your, your pick from last year that was going to step up. Uh, I really hope that Taylor Williams steps up this year, and I really hope that especially early on in the season, he's a big part of that bullpen. Uh, I think we're going to be able to find a way to get through it, but – I do not think that there is any chance that we are going to sign uh, Craig Kimbrell. And if we do, I can't see it for more than two years. Not even a three-year 
uh, not even a three-year deal unless it has like uh, like a mutual option for the third year or something like that. Interesting take, definitely, Scott. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen either. Uh, I guess before I do my statement, what's your gut feeling um, as far as how, if you had to guesstimate, what what, what do you think, how long do you think Canable is going to be out for? Um, if I have to make my best guess, um, I don't think he pitches before the All-Star break. That's just me, but um, – I, I know that I did talk to uh, our inside source, Tom Carter. He mentioned, like I asked him what he thought about it, and he just kind of lowered his head and shook his head a little bit. Uh, would not elaborate, but uh, the body language was there. I'm, I'm concerned. Yeah, I guess my, my, my gut feeling is I kind of agree with you that Canable might not be there for a while. And in fact, I, I have a feeling that he's going to have to kind of make a decision on his own. I, I feel that we're going to find out here within possibly by the time you even listen to this podcast, I'm not sure, but within the first two weeks of the season that Canable is going to decide to go under the knife, so to speak, and be ruled out. And I think at that point or possibly before that's even announced, the Brewers knowing that will pony up and pay for Kimbrell, um, whether it be one-year deal, if they can get away with that, there's really no other suitor. Uh, why got why offer them more than one year? I guess. Um, but even if we sign up for two, I think maybe the our owner Mark Antonazzi is comfortable with that, knowing that I think he really feels the Brewers are going to have a great team this year and next um, if, and beyond. But I mean, really, um, on the cusp of the World Series or playoffs, at least a lot in the next couple of years, and why not strengthen it if Knable comes back or even if he can still pitch in the second half why not just add them to an already strong bullpen. So uh, I think it could possibly happen. But, again, I'm just over the 50% mark, like our Twitter followers, around 60% thinking that it could still happen. But I think the, the caveat is the Brewers are probably waiting until uh, they either can able himself make the decision or the Brewers uh, recommend it or whatever. But um, if, if the opposite is true and they deem here within the next week or two that, hey, it's not as bad as they thought and can able, you know, has pitched through it before, He's had a little bit of a UCL, UCL tear or problem, I guess, in the past he's pitched with. If it's just that it was, you know, it's that again, um, after he gets another opinion, then I think uh, they'll just get by with their internal options until he is ready. Um, what I don't think is going to happen, which other people baseball think is, is that Josh Hader will be elevated to the closer role. I think the Brewers love Josh Hader and the role that he is being used, which is whenever not needed, not necessarily at the end of the game. Um, and so regardless of what happens, I think uh, Jeffers then will at some point, once he's healthy enough, take over that and close their role, but Hayner staying in his role, or possibly, like you mentioned, Taylor Williams or someone like that um, stepping up, and I think they're very capable of it and, and just pitching the ninth, and maybe they'll just you know do matchups or whatever. But I, I kind of don't think Hayner's going to be annoyed at a, uh, the closer at any point just because I think the Brewers love how they've utilized them and how successful they've been at it in the past. Like. Uh, uh, you know, so I think that'll continue. Uh, we should kind of mention that the Brewers did sign a couple of free agents uh, that were let go by their teams that, for our bullpen, and one was actually given a major league deal, and that's uh, Alex Wilson, who was released by the Indians. Um, he signed on with the the Brewers, a right-hander, and um, you know, he could be a solid member of that bullpen. I don't know how much about the back of the bullpen, but in the middle of the bullpen, I think that'd be a good addition. And uh, 
Also, Josh Fields, um, who previously pitched with the Dodgers very well for the last few seasons, he was uh, signed also by the Brewers, and I think he could be a huge contributor, maybe fill whatever role the Brewers had for Bobby Wall. I mean, he is a fireballer. I think he's got back of the um, bullpen potential, and he could possibly close the option as well. So I think Stern is kind of, you know, piecing together, got, you know, uh, working the waiver wire and adding in guys they can think could really help this team. And it just seems like the Brewers are a team that might go that route over a big splashy signing like Kimbrell. But uh, I think it all depends on the price of Kimbrell. If he's willing to do one year, I, I don't see why they wouldn't go for it. Um, and I think Ant- Antonio might be like, you know what, I'll splurge this year. But I, I don't think signing a pitcher, you know, a closer and his decline to a multi-year deal might be wise, but when we give them on one-year deal, go ahead, do it. You know, I, so I think that's where we're kind of at with that. Uh, and, I, and I think if, if they don't pull a trigger on that, I think that they're confident with Stern's ability to get the most out of the other relievers he's able to uh, kind of put together as he, as he built his bullpen. So, um, I don't know. I, I think that's my take on the bullpen. I am a little bit concerned, but we shall see. So since we're at the two-minute warning here, I guess, um, who do you think is our opening day closer, if not Josh Hader? If not Josh Hader, um, I think he's just going to – he won't really appoint a closer. I think it'll By be committee. whoever – it'll be a committee. So it could be anyone. You know, Claudia could come in. You know, it just kind of depends. I don't think – but, you know, it, it kind of depends on who's up there maybe on opening day. Um, who knows? I guess we'll see, but I, I don't think there's going to be any specific person. I mean, he could use Hater too, like if, if the if, you know the matchup warrants it. So I just don't think there'll be someone that can point to that. I think Hater will still be that guy that floats around and used in the most important situation that's necessary. I think that's a wise way to use the bullpen for us too that some other teams don't. So I think that'll continue. Now, you know, before we wrap it up here, Scott, I do want to quick uh, mention the fact that Nelson, you know, is going to start the year in the minor leagues and, and pitch, you know, once he's healthy enough to pitch. And he'll work his way up to be a future member of the rotation, I believe, not necessarily the bullpen. But an interesting thing we should point out is Chase Anderson was the mode of the bullpen. And uh, so basically our starting rotation at the beginning of the year is Chasin, uh, Kyle Dave, uh, I'm sorry, Zach Davies, and also our three young guns all made the rotation. Freddie Peralta, Brandon Wood, Woodruff and uh, Carbon Burns. And I think that's really exciting because I really believe that this was a great decision by the organization. I think this is our best starting rotation uh, that we can enter um, 2019 with outside of Nelson. And I think um, those all three of those guys are going to surprise and do, do good. And I think that they're really um, the Brewers going to be better for it. And I, I think our, our rotation this year is better than it was to begin last year. I really do. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised with it. Um, pretty cool. And, hey, we're out of time. Stay classy. All right. Stay classy, guys. We're looking forward to 2019. Hopefully Vince turns back in. Um, make sure, you know, to uh, follow us on Twitter if you're already doing that. And it's going to be a pretty exciting uh, 2019 season, and we're all ready for it. <laughs>